Hello and welcome to another episode of the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan, and uh, with me is Sarah, although she's a little bit dancey because already we've had some wonderful donations to kick off our uh, social media jersey project, and it's excited both of us. Thank you very much to everyone who's donated, and yay. Hello, Sarah. Hello, I'm so happy. I've got to start off with an apology, actually, because uh, when we started the social media project... um, Dan was saying, oh, well, you know, let's put it as 500 quid. No, no, we can't put 500 quid down. We'll never make 500 quid. And then he said, oh, let's put it as 250. No, no, I think it should be 150, Dan. I really do. And you were right. I was wrong. I underestimated the fantastic generosity of women's cycling fans, which I'm very sorry for. But I wonder if we can get to £1,000. Well, there's only one way to find out, and that's to keep going. So I think we should keep going. Excellent. I mean, if people aren't, uh, aren't yet aware of our social media jersey, go to our website, www.prowomenscycling.com, and you'll see our sticky post, which is all about our latest and greatest crazy idea. And yeah, it's, it's particularly crazy because we actually think it might be a crazy idea that we're going to make work. Well, it's certainly looking good. Um, and I think we should make it work. I think uh, we all collectively should make it work. Uh, One of the things that I was thinking is that we will um, update that post and um, update the information on our donation page um, to just spell out exactly what we'll do as we reach each new target in terms of uh, additional prizes for riders and and so on and so forth, Um, culminating in... Um, if we if we get one million dollars by the end of next week, um, I will or will not, depending on public vote, uh, sing "God Save the Queen." Um, <laughs> well, you know, I just, when we get to four hundred and fifty grand, we can um, we can we can pay for our, our drinks to run for another year. Holy shit! We could get the unofficial, unsanctioned women's team. Mate, we really could. <laughs> that would be fucking brilliant. Okay, people, new idea. Um, we'll do the prizes, definitely. You know, um, social media prize and, and multiple prizes. But, yeah, let's start our own team. Woo! <laughs> or at least pay someone to do it for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. I don't really want to get up early every day. Um, seriously, though, um, I, I'm a little bit... I guess lost for words is actually the right thing to say. Um, Overwhelmed? Which is a little bit weird. Yeah, thank you so much, people. You know know what really makes me happy is the number of people... You know, the donations is lovely, and I really like that, but the number of people who've retweeted and clicked on, you know, clicked through and read it and, you know, shared it with other people. And that's just, that. I guess that's what it's all about, really. And um, what makes me really happy is as we come to, you know, start writing a series of posts about the bloggers and the writers and the tweeters that we that we really appreciate, then hopefully people will, will you know, will carry forward that and, you know, click on those. And, oh, it just makes me so happy, Dan. I am on a little bit of a high, which is obviously Olympics and now the jersey, it's great. Oh, the jersey's completely surpassed Olympics for me, easily. easily. No, it hasn't, it hasn't it. The Olympics were okay, but the jersey, that's something special. You know, come on people, be proud, we're making history. 
And of course, people still can um, people can still donate if they haven't done so already. Um, and yeah, go to our website www.prowomenscycling.com, and yeah, well, it'll say all how to do it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but, that's not, but that's not the only exciting thing that's been happening this week. There's been racing. Yes, there has, uh, and boy, has there. My my personal favourite, uh, which I guess we can get to after we've covered the the racy races, is um, your favourite rider, Emma <coughs> Pulley. <coughs> Pulley um, has been you know tearing the legs off everyone in cyclist sportive land. She really has. I, it's interesting. I mean, there's been a real. It's been a really difficult. Must be a really difficult year for riders like Pooley because she's a mountain goat. Yeah, I mean she's lucky because she's a mountain goat and she's very, very, very good at all the other. Um, you know, all, all the other uh, disciplines. So you know, like like she's a good. She's a, a former world champion in time trial. She's the absolute queen of incredible mad breakaways. You know, but she hasn't really had any climbing races this year. And that's because they've either fallen off the calendar, like the Tour de Lode, which, you know, was a very, very good, you know, way to, you know, way to, um, uh, good race for her in the Pyrenees. Or the races that we'd expect to be climbing have been unexpectedly flat. And I think it must be just random, you know? Uh, so yeah, but poor Pooley, she's not really had any of the, you know, special killer, let's ride over the Bormio and then over the Stelvio and then climb up another mountain stages that she's so good at. So she's riding the, um, I can't say the name, she's riding the Oat Alp. <laughs> that was, I, I'll pay that, I mean, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but yeah, that sounded fine to me. She, so she's riding the Oat Alp. Uh, sport, uh, cyclo sportive, where she's doing. I mean, this is a really huge cyclo sportive. Yeah, there's you know people who do these um, who do these like you know pre, you know professionally, but she is just rocking it. She's sitting fifth in the general classification. That's against all the boys. Yeah, and she's just generally being fantastic. And we kind of get all these little glimpses of her through different riders' blogs and stuff. And it must be an odd thing, actually, because there you are, some great big tough man. And then there's this tiny, five-foot-tall, little, blonde Emma Pooley zooming, zooming past you, making it look really, really simple to be in the mountains. <laughs> well, I think, I think that does depend entirely on um, how honest you are with yourself as a big, strong man. <laughs> oh, what, you, mean, you, mean, you mean a really big, strong man would... Um, would 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 you know would 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 accept it as part of his manhood? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. All I know is that I wouldn't be surprised at all to um, you know if I was riding one of these events and uh, and Ms. Pooley uh, happened to to roll past me, my only reaction would be, "Fuck, I did good holding on this long." <laughs> Just by being a man, they could beat, for example, Emma Pooley <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a race, and that's and it's a really odd. I find it I find it incredible because you know it, it, it's you know there, there are people who rock up in every forum I've ever been on, and sooner or later say, oh well, women's cycling shit. You know, I've 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 ridden against women's cycling and I dropped whoever. And you're like, yeah, but you know, you were probably really trying to, and she was probably just out on a Sunday, you know, on a Sunday ride. So yeah, I mean. It, it, it's kind of proves that you know. I mean, she's an Olympian and a prof and a pro, so there's no no uh, shame at all in in losing to Emma Pooley. You should just be 
grateful really that you're actually that you haven't lost by more <laughs> well I, yeah i mean my only my only regret would be not having time to hang out and have a chat so yeah what you mean because she's already by the time you finish she's already had a shower eaten her dinner and gone and gone to bed <laughs> that, that's like three or four days before i finished <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's where Emma is. Uh, I, I'm a little bit disappointed because I suspect it means that she'll miss um, the GP de Plouet, or as the French commentators used to laugh about it, the GP de Pouli. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's. I mean, but and and that's a real shame actually. But and it's also it is a shame that she's. I mean, she's ha- obviously having a lot of fun, and with um, with. The uh, you know and actually that's the other bit of news that's happened this week since we last podcasted, isn't it? Um, our, our drink, the team that she rides for, has announced that they're finishing, mm. and you know so I guess she might just be wanting to have just just a little bit of time where she doesn't have to worry about anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's weird to think that we didn't talk about our, our drink last last week, but it it happened. It happened. It really odd timingly for us because we'd we'd already spoken and recorded and then boom yeah but it feels like it's become you know it shouldn't be that it becomes so inevitable i mean basically what happened is the team's been going for ages uh michael zylard uh is the manager and he's been involved in women's cycling teams for about 17 years 15 17 years and his wife is leontine van morsel who's just the most phenomenal dutch superstar she won mm. um she won gold on the met on the track and the road in the same olympics you know she's 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 a multiple world champion on track road you know you name it she's done it yeah she's um so when mariana voss grows up she wants to be like leontine <laughs> yeah i mean mariana mariana voss is probably more a bit like hanker kupfenagel because leontine never did the winter sport the winter cycling but yeah she's the you know mariana voss is the new leontine um but yeah, and and what happened? So they they set up their own they they set up their own team, and it worked really well because Leontine is such a superstar in the Netherlands, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she uh, and they they had the team. It used to be sponsored by RR Drink, um, and then after the after, which is a recovery drink in uh, the Netherlands and Belgium, and they sponsored them. And then at the end of two thousand and eight, RR Drink uh, discontinued their funding, yeah. And at that point, a lot of teams might have given up. But what the team did, what this team did, was they ran for 2009 and 2010 as Leontine.nl. Mm-hmm. And that was you basically using Leontine Van Morsel's uh, personal brand. <laughs> to, you know, to, and, 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 it was, and that was an amazing thing, actually. It was a really, really strong message, a really ballsy move and a lot of people said oh you know it'll only last one year you know they're fucked basically and they did two years as Leontine and then our, our drink came back on for 2011 and 2012 right so the, the cynical among the audience may note that um, no I'm not even going to finish that thought that's mean I mean <sighs> it's hard it? because I mean I wrote about this on Cycling News uh, last week because there's a real issue about women's cycling being tied around the Olympic cycle. Yeah. Mm. It's cycle. <laughs> um, because what happens is a lot of funders will be very interested in the build up to the, to the, to the Olympics. And then they can say, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, you know, we've really supported Kirsten Field uh, to get to the Olympics. Aren't we great? 
But then because there's not another big thing for four years, it just goes again. And it's kind of devastating, really. There's really got to be a way to, to kind of untie women's cycling from, you know, from the Olympic period. And actually, there are ways. This is the thing that's so frustrating is there's a really obvious one. One is uh, for, for, for the UCI, for everyone to big up the Giro Don. And, you know, it is a brilliant race. It is the only Grand Tour. Big up the Giro Don as the, you know, as the, as, as the women's Grand Tour, as the race to win every year. Yeah. Um, the other thing is to big up the World Cup series because, you know, who can, who's going to win the World Cup? It's got amazing races and it runs all year. But at the moment, it's like, oh, yeah, the Olympics. And, you know, we'll lose races next year. We'll lose sponsors next year. Sponsors are really put off cycling at the moment by the endless doping scandals in the men. And, yeah, you know, it's really sad. So, um, so when anyway, apparently, when uh, uh, we're not going to continue their fund, you know, we're not going to fund again after their two-year funding period ended apparently the Zylards have decided to, to to give up you know they've decided to move on to other to other challenges yeah and i can't you know i can't really blame them dan no i can certainly understand it after you know um being so closely involved in the sport for so long and then uh having given so much of of their own time energy effort uh financial resources and everything to it I, you know, sometimes when something like this happens, that's just it. It's it's yeah. they've they've had their time and yeah. they want something I mean, something less stressful and um, and less uh, fraught with peril, like air traffic control. Or... <laughs> yeah. And you know, after the way that they handled it in two thousand and nine was so clever. You know, that running it as Leontine's own brand because she's got you know she's she's a really I can't even. I've no idea how to describe how big how big she is as a as a as a personality and a brand. I mean, when RR came when RR came back on as fund, fundraising, it was announced by um, it, there's Leontine Van Morsel, Marion De Vries, and Chantal Black going on the biggest TV show chat show evening chat show in the Netherlands to talk about it. Yep. And I mean, we can't you can't even dream at the moment. We've got a lot of the Olympic girls being on TV at the moment, but. That's kind of understandable because they've just won a whole load of medals and they're young and they're really, you know, they're really good role models. But this is just like in a random year. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it's very sad. Um, apparently, Danny Stam, the DS, is looking to try and raise, fund, you know, to raise, raise funds so that the team can carry on in some form. And, yeah, I mean, Lizzie Arnott said was on TV in Britain on this show called The Cycle Show. Yep. Um, and she was talking about how basically they need about four hundred and fifty grand. So, okay. Well, look, you know, I'm gonna. I'm sorry, Sarah. We we didn't speak about this, and you don't know that I'm going to do this. So I apologise in advance. But look, if you're listening and you're tossing up, you know, the unofficial, unsanctioned social media jersey is a very exciting project, and you really want to get behind it and be part of cycling history. That's totally understandable. But if you're choosing between donating your 450 grand to our New Jersey and supporting <laughs> the team, I'm I'm just gonna try and be the the you know I'm just gonna think to myself what would a what would a woman's pro do and make the biggest sacrifice and say take care of the team. <laughs> yeah. So you know anyone if you've got 450 grand sitting around and you're sitting thinking well you know I could buy another house. 
you know, I, I could I could maybe go on I could maybe go on a really really expensive holiday. Yeah. Maybe buy maybe buy an island somewhere. Can you buy an island for four hundred fifty grand? Actually, probably not. You see, it wouldn't even buy you an island for God's sake. It's a tiny amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> Get in touch with our, our drink leontine.nl and say, hey, here's the money. <laughs> exactly. But you know, if if your budget is um, a little more in line with you know casual donations to the coolest prize in in women's pro cycling of the year, then you know we're looking forward to receiving that donation as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't let don't let Dan put you off giving <laughs> giving money to the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, and the other good thing is you know they've announced it very early on. There's plenty of you know they've they've announced it as early as possible. Yes. The ride you know riders can start being on the transfer market, and we've got quite a lot of riders who are leaving at the end of the season anyway. So it's you know it it, it could be worse. It could be worse. That's my mantra. Well, it, yeah. It, it could be, but it can also be better, and it may yet be one of our happy stories of the year. It, it could, yeah, it could turn yeah, imagine, into something wonderful. Yeah, imagine if we're here in in in, in a couple of weeks' time talking about how uh, you know that how the team's been saved, and it's so exciting, and actually it looks better than ever before. That you know, it, it, it's you know, we were we were sad when HTC pulled their funding from the women's team, but then when the team carried on as specialised Lululemon, that's been even better for the sport, really. So, yeah, so as you say, it's not all bad. Indeed. <sighs> and um, speaking of specialised Lululemon... What have they won now? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was... So it was two World Cups this week, yeah? Yep. Vagorda uh, in Sweden. Uh, it's the basically the last... Three World Cup races are within were within a, are within a week of each other this year. So on Friday there was the Open to Sweden for Gorda team time trial, and it's it's a really familiar time trial course now. It's about forty two kilometers. Um, it kind of it starts in the city in the city of Agorda, rushes out to the next town about 14 kilometers along the road, rushes back, and then does one loop of what the road race will be the next day. Uh-huh. Uh, always has hideous winds if you're not you know it's, it's like one of those things where uh you're riding it's got a lovely tailwind as you're going out and then you're riding back into the headwind or if you don't have headwind it's just hitting you from the side like being punched in the face over and over again <laughs> i'm a, a little concerned that you know what it's like to be punched in the face over and over again but never actually, i don't think i've ever even been punched so but i imagine I, i'm a very good i've got a, i've got an active imagination well yes but this wind is either particularly violent or you have grossly underestimated the uh the ferocity of being punched in the head repeatedly oh. Okay, okay. I might exaggerate a little bit sometimes, occasionally, maybe. <laughs> on, <laughs> on days that end in Y. <laughs> yeah, when there's a vowel in the month. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I'm always completely realistic and never hyperbolous in any shape or form. Ever. That's not Ever. even a word. Well, the Vigorda time trial, team time trial, look, I'm ignoring you. The Vigorda <laughs> team time trial uh, is, it's, it's the only team, t- it's the only standalone team time trial this year. Or rather, it would be, except for the fact that there's the team time trial world championships. Ah. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um. The, Bit awkward the race- for the, for the countries that only get to send one rider, though. Yeah. Well, no, it's, a, it's the trade team. It's the trade team. 
time trial. Trade team team time trial world championships. Oh, wow. So it's the TTTTT. Exactly, the TTTTT. Anyway, the Open the Sweat Pagoda. It yes. started in 2008. And for the first three years, it was absolutely stomped over by the dear departed and much mourned Sabello Test team. Yeah? Um, they were brilliant. They were fantastic. They were wonderful. And I need to, one of the things I'm going to make you link into our um, article about this podcast is a link to the 2010 Daily Peloton films that they had about the Vigorda races. Oh, okay. Because although that's like two years ago, it, they, it gives you a really lovely idea of what the races were like. So, unfortunately, after 2010, the Savello test team was no more because it became Garmin Savello. And one of the interesting things was for 2008, 9 and 10, Team Columbia HTC had come second. And then in 2011, they won. And they didn't just win, they went stompity, stompity, stomp. And so they pretty much won every TTT they've entered this year. So it wasn't much of a surprise that they won it this year. Yeah, It's a course they're familiar with. The riders are familiar with it. It was brilliant. You know, they, were, they, they, just, they, just, were, they just dominated it in, in fine, fine style. And they were actually much faster. They were something like 30 seconds faster than last year. So they completed the course in... Um, uh, 52 minutes and 58 seconds um with, but behind them 28 seconds back was green edge aiis orica aiis and you might think oh well that's it easy you know specialized lululemon have got the uh you know got the trophy they'll get the worlds but orica aiis so they was the riders were saying that they haven't actually done much team time trial practice and they've got plenty of time before the worlds <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's like, like I like the the tone of relish and threatening that you managed to work into that. That was great. But they've got just, plenty of time before the worlds. Well, I think it's going to be really, really interesting because you, you, it is. It's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see what happens in the worlds. Because the other thing is, is do you? Work, you know the, the the difficulty of having a team time trial is the first thing is do you work your ass off for your t- for your trade team or do you save yourself for the ITT or for the road race so you know it's uh, it's a, I think it's an interesting thing so mm, watch this space so yeah so um, stompity 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 specialised one uh, Sweden lovely and then on Sunday. There was the Vigorda Road Race, and I love this race. Um, <laughs> they, I, would, I, I was thinking all day that, I, that you'd really, whether you'd approve or not of their um, experimental TV creative uh, live streaming. <laughs> <laughs> because it was a very damn solution to the how do we live stream. Well, I... That... In a low-tech way, yeah, okay, I'll wear that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so what they did, for anyone who didn't watch it, they had a combination of a fixed camera on the um, uh, finish line, and then they had a camera that started off on a motorbike, and it was the funniest thing. It was like the colour balance was set badly, and it kept pointing at the wing mirror, and you couldn't actually see any of the, who the riders were because, you know, all the reds had gone from the film. <laughs> And it was awesome, but uh, but yeah. Then then they flipped it to a another camera um, held by a guy on the top of a hill on the lap. Yep. 
it was, and they combined it with radio, um, with a radio, you know, with a radio show, who which was combining, which was had half music and half race commentary. So I found it absolutely charming. I think other people found it a little bit frustrating to try and work out what was going on. <laughs> but they also had a ticker, so you know, it was it was a lovely. I I, I thought it was very sweet and a very good. Well, and, and and look, I I mean, yes, I laugh because um, I'm a mean person. But it, it, it does actually show that with a little bit of um, creative thinking and determination, you can provide, you know, basic coverage, which is better than yeah. no, no coverage. Yeah. Um, you know. And especially when, combined, especially when you're combining it with the, t- the ticker, and they'd put up, um, they'd put up uh, so, so you might be seeing a lot of, for example, the fixed finish line with people walking back and across the, uh, back and forth across the road until any action happened. But they'd also be having a ticker about all the different attacks that were happening, and then and they'd be flashing up who was in the break and you know their minutes and stuff because there was basically a guy adding it on his laptop onto it. Mm-hmm. And every now and again, the camera would cut to you know a guy's hand wiping the camera or, or or you know or putting it in the corner or something. It was very sweet. And I loved it. I'm, I don't mean to be patronising. I was really really grateful. You know. And every time they came over the finish line it was really exciting you know it was it was you'd, you'd see the lead car start to come through and you'd be like oh here we go and then desperately try and spot who was doing what where and um <laughs> you know match but as you say match that with the info that was on the ticker and all of that sort of thing it, honestly it, you know i laugh because um, it, it seems quaint and, and amusing compared to, you know, the full-blown fleet of helicopters and, you know, <laughs> 4,000 mobile cameras that they use to, to cover the breakaway in the tour. Um, but the, the thing is that it actually did everything that you needed it to do. Um, you know, I, and, and I really do... Tip of the hat, tip of the virtual, unsanctioned, unofficial hat to uh, the organisers of the coverage because, uh, as we may have established before, I do love me some some women's racing being broadcast. Yeah, yeah, and it was fun to watch. I mean, yeah, so so the Vagoda Road Race, 12 laps of an 11 kilometre circuit. Yeah, the circuit's got a hill in it, and in you know, and it's always a, it's always an interesting race because. It's generally won by Dutch women, yeah, um, and they're the. They're but you the said of... the course has a hill in it. Yeah, it's not a very big hill. <laughs> <laughs> it's about it's about six it's about it's about maybe sixty meters high over the course of a kilometer, and it's but but the thing about I mean the thing about women's cycling is is you can't be a pure specialist, you know, and so it was it was great for it, and it's so in, in previous years it's been won by Kirsten Veeld, uh, Marina Vos, Annemiek van Vleuten won it yes won it last year. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a yeah, and then and then you look at down the second places. Last year it was Ellen Van Dyke in second. The year before Adri Visser, and the year before Kirsten Veeld behind Voss. So you know, it's a very that's that kind of speaks to a very you know very specific kind of rider. And this year it was less bunchy than normal. I mean, it's always a tacky and crazy and people trying to get away. And it's always about, you know, does it, is it likely, you know, is it going to stay away? How's it going to finish? And, um, 
yeah so this year it started off and there were you know riders very um attacking and trying to get in but it was um slap and iris slappendale from Radobank who attacked in lap three uh with hanka kupfernagel chasing her and then you've got emma johansson and trixie warwick um is, and coming across with a couple of others and then voss looked around and thought hang on a minute i'm leading in the world cup but johansson's in third so she bridged across um, and Linda Willemsen followed her and Shelley Owls and Abby Stevens. So you end up with this group of 11 riders. And actually, every big team is represented in this group, except for Farron Honda and then all the national teams and smaller teams. So you're like, right, that's a group that's going away. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it was beautiful. And, so, and they're working really, you know, they're working really, really far, hard. They get up to like, they're about six minutes ahead by the ninth lap. And then Slappendale started to attack, and then everyone started to attack. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're watching a ticker and you think, wow, I bet they can't actually include all the attacks because by the time you've um, you know, tapped it in, something else has happened? Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, it was, and it's a very interesting thing because you kind of end up with um, you know, Slappendale's attacked and is caught, and Willemsen attacks and is caught, and then Boss attacks, and then you know, blah, blah, blah. And then in the penultimate lap, just before the end, Slappendale went one more time and Hanka Kupfernagel went with her again. And this time they made it clear. Ah, oh, it's that classic Rabobank moment. I love it. It's the classic Mariana Voss dilemma where suddenly, you know, you go from Voss working really hard on the front of the group to Voss just sitting back going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just sorry. I, I also just had this uh, back in my mind. You know the um, the should I stay or should I go music. <laughs> it's always tease, tease, tease. Yeah, Isn't it oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, but you know what do you do? Because you're sitting there going, well, okay, we could chase down that rabbit rider up the road, and then we've just basically got Mariana sitting there going, brilliant. Yeah, I'll just ping off as soon as you catch her. Or you let that rabbit ride you up the road get away. Yep. <laughs> um. Oh, I love it. And then Voss wins the sprint for third anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they did try and chase her, but you know, you're it's and Voss has just got a way of, of, of disrupting a chase that's just a thing of beauty to I mean, you know, I didn't see this one, but I could imagine it. And um, so Slappendale and, and Kupfernagel have this great set of skills because um, Iris Slappendale is a she's a classics rider basically, and she's also an attack queen. And, and it's a great it's great to see her on a, on in Rabobank because it's it's just you know she um, when Luce Hunnawake left last year, there was this place for this classics rider who attacks like a lunatic at every possibility and Iris is just relishing (laughs) (laughs) put her hand up I'll do that I'll do that one yeah yeah and she was you know she had a really bad year last year she had um you know she had an elbow injury and I think you know that made her that basically fucked her classic season you know she couldn't really ride the cobbled races because you know her elbow kept vibrating off and then I think when she did come back she crashed again and then um you know, she was on Garmin Cervelo and Garmin Cervelo went under and, you know, but Rabobank, I think, went, well, Iris, you're free. We'll have you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> and it's also particularly useful because um, Iris has been, you know, riding for years and years with Mariana Voss anyway on the national team. 
and this year the world is in the Netherlands. So, you know, it's, uh, it can't hurt. <laughs> so there's, there's Slappendale, who's this classics queen, with Kupfenagel, who's this just hard-as-nails rider. You know, if, if Marianne the Voss is the new anyone, Marianne is the new Hanker Kupfenagel. And, yeah, so they were riding together, riding together. And then Kupfenagel knows that Slappendale's got a better sprint, so she attacks quite early. Yep. But Slappendale spot, spots it, zooms straight past her and wins. And it's one of the happiest rider win photos I've ever seen. It's just adorable. And, um, yeah, uh, happy, happy, happy Iris. Um, and she interviewed afterwards going, yeah, I'm, you know, it's her first World Cup win. It's so exciting. She'd been attacking like crazy all race. And she uh, interviewed afterwards going, yeah, um, uh, I knew Mariana was behind me. And that that just, you know, that just made me feel great. Awesome. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just, it's lovely. And, and, then, and then Voss won the sprint for third. <laughs> I really hard fought actually her and Shelley Olds were just you know were really they were it was almost like they were sprinting for the world you know for the world champs or something they were really really going at it hard but yeah it was a lovely race and um so yeah it also leaves Mariana there's one race left to go in the women's road world cup and Mariana Voss has already won it <laughs> right not not the race but the world cup yes she's won the Yes. That's uh, yeah. So, so, so what's left then in the in the um, the battle? You know, um, are we are we closely fought for the minor placings? I think we might, yeah, we're closely fought for we're, we're pretty closely fought for seconds because Judith Arndt was sitting second, and technically she could have overtaken Voss in in, in if you know if I don't know Voss's legs fell off or something. Um, but yeah, uh, but and but Emma Johansson um, gains some extra places. So yeah, who comes second? That's a good. That's always a good battle. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, in her tweet afterwards, Iris, Lapp- Iris had this tweet that was like, you know, I want to thank you know the staff, the riders, and my amazing legs, <laughs> <laughs> and especially Mariana Voss. <laughs> so yeah, so um, more more riders should thank their legs. I think I, I feel that's important. Yeah. And if people go to um, prowomenscycling.com, I'll put some links in about to the to videos so you can see the kind of the little the little video highlights of the race because it is a lot of fun. And yeah, and they, um, one of the videos has uh, Mariana interviewed before the race or before the, uh, just after the time trial, and she's talking about how crazy it's been since she won the Olympic medal and how she's quite glad to get to Sweden because she'll be able to get some sleep. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> oh, it's it's so it's impossible to dislike Mariana Voss. She's she's just so personable. <laughs> well, come on, Sarah. Now, be honest. Have you really tried? <laughs> <laughs> oh, why would I do such a horrible thing? <laughs> uh... Yeah. So, um, the the final round of the uh, Road World Cup is the GP Plouet, which is on Saturday. And that's a gorgeous race. It's just, it's got, it's like circuits, laps of this circuit. It's the same circuit as the men ride, um, but it's um, it's always fantastic. It's got this really killer hill in it. And Pooley won it a couple of times with a killer breakaway. And last year it was, um, Pooley was in a breakaway and then she'd escaped up the road. And Annemiek van Vleuten was in the breakaway too. 
And Mariana Voss was in a chase group. And suddenly, from the chase group, which is, I don't know, three minutes back, Voss just leaps off and works like an absolute... She just works herself to death to get across to the lead group, yeah? Yep. And it's got Evelyn Stevens, it's got um, uh, Van Blurton, it's got a couple... I think it might have Emma Johansson in it. And they're all chasing Pooley. And Voss gets to the front of the group and basically single-handedly drags it over to Pooley. As you do. <laughs> and, and it was beautiful. It's beautiful because it's Voss really, really wanted Van Annemiek to win that um, World Cup jersey last year she really wanted it to happen and she made it happen and she just made cycling look so much fun anyway so once um once Pooley had been caught um Evelyn Stevens attacked and uh and and uh, Van Vluten went with her and they they dueled for a bit and then Anamik won and yeah so it's always good times that race it's just one of my favorites in the past, it's been televised. Uh, we still don't know if it's going to be on this year because it used to be done by like France Free or I can't say it France Tres or something. But uh, this year, it's been the rights have been bought by Eurosport, and <laughs> they don't want to show the women's race, so <laughs> fuck that. Interesting. Maybe someone should tell them about our jersey. Well, you know what? I don't understand it. The men's race, yeah, it's a good race. I think it's on the world tour, whatever. But it's nowhere near as fun as the women's race, you know. And it, it, it well, just—it's just—it's just beyond me. So, yeah. Look, if you're from Eurosport and you're listening in, uh, just get in touch. Sarah and I will explain in a few short points why you would be fucking insane to not show the race. <laughs> yeah, I think you just go. But you're fucking insane. But what are you talking? Have you even seen them race? Have you? Yes. Um, yeah, it's lovely. So, calm, um, rational, reason, debate. That's what we're about as I, here. As I always am. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, the other race this week was the Trophée d'Or in France. Um, in previous years, I used to mock this race. Like I just, it was my butt of all my jokes because it used to never have a website. And they didn't used to bother sending out the results and stuff like that. But oh my god, they've actually got a website this year, and it's quite shocking. The um, website's shocking, or the fact that they have a website is shocking. The fact they have a website is shocking. I've I've seen some shocking websites in my time. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you you kind of you it, it it's quite it's quite weird because you know you it, me and Monty just used to mock it as the invisibilist race in the peloton. Um, it was just renowned for just not actually you know. Riders would be tweeting people going, no, any, anyone got any idea about this one? No. You heard anything? No. You know, at one point, Monty was the only person online who actually had a web preview of it. And his was just made up anyway. It was brilliant. Um, yeah. So, uh, Trophy Door, it's um, six stages. It had a um, Elena Ciccini of Enchipini Giambonini won it in the first, won the first stage. And she pretty much kept the GC all the way through the race. Um, the second stage was a team time trial, and it was won by a, that was won by a mixed team. It's, women's cycling has these mixed teams that are set up, yeah. Where if your team isn't if your team doesn't want to go to a race, you could have maybe three riders from Sengers and three riders from somewhere else. Oh right, I completely misunderstood what you meant by mixed team. What did you think? Oh, you meant mixed genders. Yes. I was like, <laughs> ooh. Maybe I'll try and get good at riding a bike. But no. <laughs> Shatter the dream. Oh, well. Oh, my God. Your, your quest to become a groupie just knows no bounds, does it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Are you suggesting it should? <laughs> well, I don't know. I suppose if I really thought you were going to try and um, actually, you know, start start racing at six o'clock in the morning rather than podcasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've shut my dream down with a realistic, realistic statement there. Yeah, anyway, so the first stage of Lady Chichini, the second stage, this mixed team, which had Ander van der Breggen, uh, Vera Kurduda, all sorts of Dutch superstars in that one. Um, Susanna Zorzi won the third stage. And Georgia Bronzini had had quite a bad race. She'd been caught up in crashes and things like that. But then she made up for it by winning stages four, five, and six. <laughs> yep, yep, that, that'll make up for it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's you know, and, and actually, a race where Georgia Bronzini wins stages four, five, and six, you can probably imagine it's not very hilly. So I think that's why Ciccini, um was able to keep the jersey all the way through. But congratulations to her. Well done. Yes. So, what's coming up? We've got uh, Plouwe. Oh, my heart, my heart, Plouwe. <laughs> um, and we've also got the Paralympics, which starts this weekend, and I'm really excited. I can't wait for the Paralympics. Um, We've got really exceptional coverage of it this this um, from from the, the the channel Channel Four here, uh-huh. and uh, Channel Four is the kind of it's the it's still a public access channel, but it's um, it's the kind of slightly subversive liberal um, one uh, channel that you know that that's the kind of you know get if if anyone's like talking about scandalous documentaries they're always on Channel Four. Um, oh right, yeah. so it's the Guardian of the channels exactly 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 and then there's channel 5 which used to be renowned for just basically being really you know just basically exploitative and sexy ah, which is the, the daily mail of the exactly channels. yes exactly so yeah if yeah exactly you i admire your your brilliance there so yeah so um but channel 4 have been doing so much paralympics coverage they've they've bbc got the coverage for the olympics and channel 4 got it for the paralympics and they've just been going crazy there's programs on every night um highlighting different sports people and sports and talking about all sorts of different stuff and it's just i can't wait can't wait i'll have to put a link to the channel 4 superhuman blogs as well because everyone should have a look at it and you know it kind of gets you really in the mood for the paralympics hooray yeah it does but clearly with a name like that written by people who have no connection to sports touched by doping scandals (laughs) yeah yeah no no it's well no it is that their whole tagline has been about um you know uh you know it's, it's not about poor disabled people it's about look at these fucking incredible human beings, you know? Oh, and and I'm not disputing that for a second. I'm just saying to deliberately choose the name superhuman for, yeah, anyway, moving right along. I think think they're doing it more in the, um, you know, when you've got the people who've got the, it's very science fiction-y, isn't it? Like Oscar Pistorius's legs, the cheetah legs um, are are kind of like a classic example of that. But, you know, some of the guys who, some of the guys who are the paracyclists who've got um, very specific um, artificial limbs that that are specifically designed for for cycling. And you think, yeah, that's, that's, it feels a little bit cyber. Without the, without the electronics, it feels a bit, it does feel like that, that these are, you know, as superheroes used to be in in comic books, you know, Anyway, I'll I'll shut up yes. now. No, 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 you're right. We're at the forefront of guided human evolution. 
Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. Um, anyway, very exciting, and it's London 2012. So you know me and Olympic fever. Yes. Um, following that, on the second of uh, on the second of September, there's the mem- uh, there's the Memorial Fardelli t- ITT because at this time of year, they start having a couple of standalone individual time trials, which are basically designed as uh, worlds warm up. Yes. So, yeah, so we've got the Fideli ITT. And then from the third, we've got the Tour de Ladesh. And from the fourth, we've got the Brainwashed Ladies Tour. <laughs> the what? The Brainwashed Ladies Tour. <laughs> you mean that's an option? I didn't know I was allowed to do that. <laughs> Submit a list. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> well, brainwash is a chain of Dutch hairdressers. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? <laughs> no, no, because um, for years they 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 sponsored um, they've been sponsoring cyclocross for years, and they had a cyclocross team. You know the brainwashed the brainwashed ladies team. <laughs> See now, next time next time you get that giant industrial hairdryer put on, <laughs> just think about what's really going on. And um, well, they're they're now a subsidiary sponsor of Rabobank. So when you see Mariana Voss on the podium. She's got the word brainwash written on one shoulder. <laughs> Best sponsor time ever. <laughs> yeah, so um so the Holland Ladies Tour is a it's a race in the Netherlands, it's from the fourth to the ninth. It's one of those specific <coughs> Dutch races. Um are the Dutch races that that are you know very flat and um, very very fast, and they have intermediate sprint bonifications. And I'm actually just going to have to go look look on the website um, because it's uh, just have a look at the parkour because the parkour is quite interesting. But they um, they yeah it was it was nearly it was gonna it was gonna go it was gonna be gone forever and brainwash have stepped in. So when you go to the 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 ladies tour website, it has welcome by the to Holland Ladies Tour, um, and they've crossed out Holland's and put brainwash <laughs> <laughs> underneath it. It's really, yeah, it's lovely. Um, I can't see the profiles, but I'm probably not looking well enough. But yeah, sometimes, sometimes they do something where it's like um, flat, 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 flat um, over the Cowberg. <laughs> Exactly. And the moment that they hit it, it's weird because all the ladies suddenly go, let's race. It's like they've been brainwashed or something. <laughs> You're going to love this, aren't you? This is going to be your tour. Anyway, I should remind people that, of course, the Tour de Lardesh and the Brainwashed Ladies Tour are the competitions in which we, on which we judge the unofficial, unsanctioned uh, social media jersey. So, um, yeah, so keep a lookout, a special lookout for any social media you see from these tours, from riders or from teams. And if you like it, uh, log on to our site and nominate them. Bonus points for anyone who's overtly trying to brainwash. (laughs) 
Well, I think we've done a good job on you. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm easily swayed. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, is there anything else you've seen this week that you like? Well, I found it a bit interesting this week because, uh, as you've already mentioned, the invisiblest race in the history of invisible races um, got itself a website. Uh, and And then someone else... Well, technically they already had a website, but then for some reason they decided to send it to the underworld of websites, and now they're back. <laughs> yes, Green Edge, Orica AIS, Orica AIS, a.k.a. Green Edge, are back! Yay! <laughs> They've got some of the best social media in the business, and I, it was just like, it must have been some kind of weird decision by management that when they went into the Tour de France, they take off all their websites and just replace it with a Tour de France site... And then after the Tour de France, they just leave it off as well. So despite the fact they're stacked full of Olympians... I'm claiming um, early credit, though. Clearly, I mean, the timing can't be a coincidence. We announced the awarding of the first ever unofficial, unsanctioned social media jersey, and bang, their site's back like that. <laughs> you know, one of the nice things is, I mean, they, they used to have this black... They used to have one of those sites which was, you know, all white text on a black background, you know? And, you know, black and white pictures that have been put through a really harsh filter. But now it's beautiful and it's got a separate section for the women's team. And if you click on the women's profiles, if they've done videos, there are links to the videos on their pages. Wow. So, and they do some really, really fun videos. Dear Green Age, please do some more videos. Lots of love, Sarah. So, yeah, um, that's fun. <laughs> Maybe, of the team. Maybe of the team going through their brainwash preparation. Yeah, how do we influence that? <laughs> go out with Dan, go out with Dan. <laughs> oh, come on. That's, I, I didn't mean anything that ne- insidious or nefarious at all. Okay, so, so what would you do if you could brainwash the ladies to a... Oh, I've got a list of enemies. It's, <laughs> it's pretty long. What, so you just send them after them? Well, I mean, because think about it. How cool would it be to have, like, a peloton of assassins at your disposal? It's the perfect cover. They get to travel the world for bike races. They're carrying enormous boxes of bikey stuff that, you know, I mean, you could you could get, like, a, um, you know, a fork that folds into a sword or something like that, right? And yeah. so, yeah, you could send them all over the world completing assassination jobs for me. Okay. That would be um, brilliant. Yeah, okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, I New life it goal. It works particularly well for Australians, doesn't it? Because they do come to Australia. What? What with the Australian racing season. So when, the, so when you have these international um, assassins rocking up it, it partic- you know, in Australia to take out your Australian enemies. Oh, no, I don't have any enemies in Australia. I'm well loved. Oh, okay. Are you? Are you a? Are you a? national treasure? It was a lie, Sarah. It was a total lie. Was... <laughs> I don't think you had enemies, anyway. But you know, <laughs> pretty sure I do. But that's all right. Okay. Um, the other thing, the other thing I saw was um, Miranda Vries's blog. Ah, <laughs> did you read that one? No. What What's Miranda been writing about? Well, I can't say it without giving it away. But I'll put a link in the in in I'll put a link in in the in the post that goes with this with this podcast, and yeah, all I'd say is make sure you read it to the final paragraph, because her Twitter was full of people going, dot dot dot, 
and when <laughs> and where, when if they hadn't read if they'd actually read it to the final paragraph they would have not gone dot 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 that's not mysterious at all it no. doesn't make any sense does it I tell this is the social media jerseys walked my brain um, <laughs> lots of people going dot 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 <laughs> Have you been brainwashed, Sarah? <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> anyway, um, the final thing, the final thing I want to talk about today is there was a tweet from Inayoko Tutenberg who's been putting a series of tweets and blogs about how old and tired she feels and how she can't get off the bike because she's such an old woman anymore. Anyway, it really does look like she is going to retire at the end of the season and it's not all sandbagging oh. because... Oh, but she has this tweet and it says, um, while packing the place up, I'm debating options for next year. If any, if any of you comes by bitch needed in job description, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, I, would, and, I would find a job for, for that. Yeah. And um, well, Steph Wyman put in a, wrote an article and, and wrote another another of his excellent articles this week, um, uh, inspired by the end of our drink. And he said that his his dream is to see um, Ina as a team manager. Yes, oh, I remember that. That was brilliant. You know, what was it? Something about um, seeing all the other managers quiver in fear at her turning up to managers' meetings. Oh, I just, I just. I really hope Ina stays in the sport. She is such good value, and oh my god, she's such a super heroine. So yeah, how do you um, think yeah. she'd go? How do you think she'd go um, as the DS in the car? You know, everyone just rides faster because they're scared. I think so. Well, I think that's pretty much what her role in the team is, anyway. Shouting, they're, they're, you know, she kind of it turns up in blogs, doesn't it? Yeah. So Ina yelling at people, go faster. But I've actually got a better job for her. You know, there's this organisation that's supposed to be looking after cycling. <laughs> You're kidding. How have I not heard about this? I know. We we should get Ina to be employed as the person in charge of improving women's cycling at UCI level. <laughs> oh... I don't know. How, how, how efficacious do you think um, just shouting at everyone? I think I think it would work really well. <laughs> oh my goodness! I tell you, I tell you, when 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 they turn round and go, oh no no, women can't do this or that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why? Oh wow! Yes, that would be frightening. Oh, no, you can't possibly do that in this time scale. Yes, you can work faster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember asking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, "Get it done." Yeah. Every every time, all the time you're you're spending on giving me excuses why you can't do it, you could be getting it done. <laughs> I love Ina. Awesome. So yeah, um, that's this week. Cool. That is a that's a great and full week. Now, look, I do have to confess that um, I didn't come up with a crazy idea this week. Mate, you came up with a crazy idea. We're doing the jersey. <laughs> yeah. But that's not really that crazy, is it? Because it's working so well. You know what it makes me feel? 
if this is how well it makes, if this is what happens when we implement one of our crazy ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, let's finish the, the, the fundraising off, get to our $2 trillion target, and, um, and then we'll, we'll turn to, to making some of the other crazy ideas a reality. Sounds good. Well, yes. Yeah, so, um, if any, if everyone just goes to prowomencycling.com, you can read about the Jersey Project if you don't know about it, and then you can retweet it, and you guarantee make Dan and me very, very happy indeed. Indeed. If we all donate one million dollars, we'll reach our two trillion target in no time. <laughs> donate one. Do- all you have to do is donate one dollar, and it'll just make us happy. So, yeah, um, it's it'll be great. Thank you very much. Thank and- you. Thank. You. Thank you. Huge thank you to those who have already contributed. Uh, we do really appreciate it and uh, look forward to including you in the, the fun and hilarity of presenting this award or hopefully awards to um, various writers. Thank you. Let's raise, let's raise a grand. 